Welcome to the Hedgemaker Broadcast. The prophet Ezekiel prophesied to the nation of Israel many long years ago. Ye have not gone up into the gaps, neither made up the hedge for the house of Israel to stand in the battle in the day of the Lord. He also said that the Lord sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Hedgemaker Baptist Ministries, located in beautiful Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, is attempting to stand in the gap and make up the hedge in these days of spiritual compromise and theological apostasy. Our biblical and historical Christian heritage challenges us to fill in the gaps left by those who have moved away from their biblical foundation. Listen now as we build up the wall and make up the hedge through sound preaching from God's Holy Word. Tonight we want to preach from Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. It is the story of blind Bartimaeus. It is one of the stories in the Bible that clearly lends itself to a gospel preaching message. And so we want to preach about the salvation tonight. This is a story about the blind man and blindness like the songs we sing. Once I was blind, but now I can see. Lend itself to the gospel message. I'm going to give you six steps toward becoming a whole person. The blind man was physically not whole. And when we're spiritually lost, blind spiritually, we are not spiritually whole. So six steps toward becoming a whole person. And I'm going to, I'm going to make a long sentence. And in that sentence, listen for the words that begin with S. That will basically be my outline except the first two I'm going to switch in order. Here's what the steps toward becoming a whole person. You need to know that you are a sinner in need of a Savior whom you must seek with the whole heart, then separate from sin and be sanctified to holiness and serve fervently. All those six S words found in that statement will be our outline for this story of blind Bartimaeus. Mark chapter 10 verse 46, they came to Jericho and as he went out of Jericho with the disciples and a great number of the people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. I believe we're looking here, working our way uh, toward the end of the gospel of Mark. Mark has 16 chapters, so we're at the end of chapter 10. And we're going to be soon getting to that last Passion Week of the Lord Jesus Christ. This ministry in Jericho is in Judea. So most of Jesus' ministry up to this point has been in Galilee. Now he's come to Judea and in and around Jerusalem. Jericho is about, I think, 17 miles or so from Jerusalem. Jerusalem, of course, up on the ridge. Jericho way down at the bottom below sea level. So that's where Jesus was ministering at this time. I don't know that we know how long Jesus was there, but this man, Bartimaeus, was blind. He couldn't see Jesus, didn't know what he looked like. So he was listening for the crowd, stationed himself at the entrance or exit of the city, knowing that Jesus would pass that way, and uh, listened to the crowd what they were saying so that he could find Jesus. He sat at the highway side begging. Now, it says, when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, 
he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. The first step, I'm going to switch these, of course, and we'll talk about the sinner second, the Savior first. And I thought about those. What order do those come in? Do we meet the Savior first, or do we recognize we are a sinner first? Both. Some people don't know they're sinners until they meet the Savior. Now, you look at this man, this blind man knew he had a problem. Okay, He didn't need Jesus to know that. Some people know they're sinners. Okay, They just recognize that, and they don't know anything about the Savior. Other people don't know they're sinners until they meet the Savior and see what the Savior has to say and do, and then they begin to recognize themselves as sinners. So I don't know which order you want to put those in. In our story here, let's put the Savior first. First step to getting help is believing the report about Jesus. I think it was Isaiah that said it in Isaiah 53.1, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? You think and look about the life of Christ. And there were many reports about Jesus as we've been going through that in our geography. I'm amazed at how without the internet, without the news media, Jesus moving from Galilee or Capernaum down to Jerusalem, people knew he was there. When he went to this village or this group of cities, people knew he was there. Same thing's happening here. The people knew. Bartimaeus knew that Jesus was in the area. So the news traveled and they found out that Jesus was in the area. So reports. What do we hear about Jesus? There are many people today who have never heard a report about Jesus. They don't know anything about him. So I would say, one of our questions, we're talking about trying to reach the next generation, but reaching anybody. We say, well, we need to tell them. We need to, we need to get them to the place where they recognize that they are sinners. And maybe we need to say, that's okay, but maybe we just need to preach Jesus to them. Just tell them about a Savior. They don't, need, they don't know they need a Savior, but tell them about a Savior. Preach Jesus. Uh, bring folks to Christ. That's what Andrew did, or uh, Peter did, to bring his brother to Jesus. So bring folks to Jesus. Let them hear the report about Jesus. So Bartimaeus is sitting there. He heard all of these uh, kinds of noises, evidently, because he's blind. And uh, he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. I don't know what people were talking about, what he was doing. Maybe they called his name. Maybe they didn't call his name. But, oh, Jesus would be the only one that would be able to do those miracles or to be able to preach like that. Anyway, he knew that this was Jesus, so he believed the reports about Jesus. He had been blind for a long time. So that kind of tells us that we make the analogy to salvation you can be a sinner for a long time and still come to know Christ as Savior. Have you ever heard people say, well, it's too late for me? It's never too late for anybody to come to Christ. God can still heal the spiritually blind. So the first step is to believe the reports about Jesus. Come to the Savior. The second thing is to believe that you are a sinner. Nobody can adequately can have an adequate concept of Christ until he comes to Jesus. When you believe those reports, you need to expect those reports and come to Christ. And then you're not going to understand about Jesus un and really until you're saved. I remember teaching about the deity of Christ. 
and folks that were saved in that class, well, I didn't understand. I didn't know that. So you don't have to understand or know all of the doctrines of Christ. It's a matter of you can't deny them. So there's a lot of things that Christians don't understand, or people, let's put people, don't understand until they come to Christ. We try to explain. That doesn't mean we don't shouldn't preach and teach about the deity of Christ to unsaved folk, but they don't understand that until they come to the Lord. My wife has a testimony about that being saved at 18 years, 18, 19 years of age. Being under the sound of the preaching of the Word of God all her life, knew the doctrines, but once she came to know Christ as Savior, it's like a light was turned off. What she was taught now finally made sense. To me, I have a different story because I was saved as a youngster and uh, the light was turned on as a youngster and so I didn't have that revelation as a 19-year-old that, oh, now I understand these things about the Word of God. But there have been times, of course, in my life, in your life as well, when the light was turned on regarding certain things. Now, as I make these six points, let's make an application to us as saved folk. Because Paul, I believe it was Paul, maybe it was Peter, said something to the effect that as you came to Christ, so walk in Him. So if we come to Christ by faith, we need to walk by faith. We came to Christ looking for the Savior, and and there are verses that tell us that we ought to look for the Savior. That would be the next thing that this man is doing. It's an interesting thought to say about the man who's blind. He's seeking the Savior. So you have a Savior, you have a sinner, and you have seeking. When I'm saying seeking, seeking with a whole heart. Uh, Let's look at what this man does. Mark chapter 10 and verse number 47. When he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And I, I can imagine this man being blind, doesn't know where Jesus is, that he's saying this pretty loudly. Okay, So this crying out, Every time you see crying out in the Bible, it doesn't mean that somebody shouts. It might be a cry, quiet cry. But this, I think, is a loud one, as I imagine it. And uh, so the crowd could hear. He didn't know where Jesus was in this crowd. And so he cries out probably loudly, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. See, the having mercy on me, that's the recognition of his need. We as a sinner. That's the sinner's prayer. Save me. Have mercy on me. We need that as well. When we sin, we don't lose our salvation so that we have to get saved all over again. But when we sin, we have to, in a sense, go through the same processes that we do when we got saved. We don't get saved all over again. But we seek the Savior, we recognize we're a sinner, confess our sin, come to the Savior, whichever one comes first, and then we seek Him with the whole heart. And one of the reasons we don't get right with God as Christians is because we're not seeking the Lord with the whole heart. So he is looking for the Lord. Now, many, it says in verse number 48, charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. So again, louder, okay? And more prevalent. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. He didn't see where Jesus was. Had he seen where Jesus was and had the ability to walk, which he did, 
He could have gone right up to him and addressed him, but he couldn't do that, didn't know where he was. And so there are Bible verses that tell us that we ought to seek the Lord. Like, for instance, Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 13, And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. I think it's also in Jeremiah, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. So we have this command to seek the Lord. But it's a whole heart seeking. That, I think, is the thought behind all of this. We have the principles about seeking. The ask, seek, and knock verses. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. And, of course, the adage is we ought to ask, we ought to seek, we ought to knock. That's for salvation, but that's also for whatever you need as a Christian. So maybe you've received your spiritual sight at your salvation, but when we fall into sin, we get blinded. Like Peter said, the reason that we don't grow in our spiritual lives is because we are blind and short-sighted. So yes, we as Christians can be blind as well. So Bartimaeus fits us. We're not talking about getting saved all over again. But we're talking about coming back to the Savior. Look at Jesus, recognize your sin, and seek Him. Seek Him with the whole heart. And be persistent at that. When people tell you to shut up, open your mouth some more. (laughs) And seek the Savior. I'll never forget, we had some folks that were in our church in Minnesota that had been saved for a while. And then all of a sudden we got some new folks that got newly saved, excited about the things of the Lord. And one lady that said that she'd been saved a while, she said, oh, she'll get over it. I said, I hope she never gets over it. That enthusiasm, that excitement about seeking the Lord. That's kind of what I feel here with this man. Oh, don't bother him. Be quiet, be quiet. You know, but he cried out the more. Seeking the Lord with the whole heart. Being persistent about that. We have the illustrations of the Syrophoenician woman when we're praying. To pray with persistency. Don't quit just because somebody tells you to to quit. The Lord's not bothered about that. Yes, He is bothered about that. Come to Him. Believe what the Scriptures say, not what your fellow Christian or one who wants to discourage you about that said. So we have a Savior, we have a sinner, and we have a sinner who seeks the Lord. Bartimaeus seeking the Lord with the whole heart. And then let's look at his separation as we continue reading here. Verse 49. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. I see a couple of things here in this, but my point, next point, is separation. The next step toward becoming a whole person is separation from sin. But before we, that's, that's really, I'm going to draw that out of verse 50, uh, casting away his garment. But before we do that, we find the Lord stood still. When you cry out to the Lord, this doesn't really fit my outline of the message, right? But it's in the text, okay? When you cry out to the Lord, he hears you. Okay, here's a blind man, couldn't see where Jesus was. Can you relate to that? You can't see where Jesus is either. But what are you supposed to do? Call out to him anyway. When you call out to the Lord, you know, our tendency, did he hear me? Is he listening? 
call unto me, Jeremiah 33, 3, and I will answer you. So when you cry out to the Lord, in your need, he will hear you. So he cried out, the Lord stood still and commanded him to be called. I think perhaps maybe the Lord did that because he knew what was happening in verses 47 and 48, uh, 48 when some of the people tried to shush him and uh, go get the man. <laughs> you that want him to be quiet, go and bring the man here. Kind of like when the disciples said about the little children, don't bring the little children, and Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me. Bring the little children. Bring them all to Jesus. And so bring the blind man. Oh, the Lord doesn't need to be worried about blind people, people that have all kinds of infirmities and impairment. He wants people with whole. No, he wants to take the blind and make them whole. Give sight to the blind and voice to the dumb. That's what God does with us. You know, we've discovered in the ministry that folks that get saved are usually folks that have a need. It's difficult to see people who are quote-unquote whole. Jesus, the great physician, came to heal the sick, not to heal those who are whole. The problem is nobody's whole. Everybody's blind. Everybody is dumb. Everybody, spiritually speaking, cannot walk. So we need the Savior to heal us, to help us, to meet our needs. We have a Savior, we have a sinner who calls upon that Savior and seeks Him with a whole heart. And now He separates. Verse number 50, He, casting away His garment, arose and came to Jesus. The idea here is, and to make it preach, He's going to cast away everything that was going to hinder Him to get to Jesus. So He, he dropped His garment. And you have, of course, Paul's teaching about the, uh, the taking off of the old garments of sin and putting on the new garments of Christ. So, here's the idea. If you're going to come to Christ for salvation or for restoration from sin, you must cast off the sin. That's what we call repentance. It's the change of the mind which issues in a change of the behavior. The man said, I'm not going to let anything hinder me from coming to Jesus. And so he cast away his garment and rose and came to Jesus. Of course, we have a Christianity today that wants to preach salvation of just come to Jesus. Yes, just as you are, but the concept behind that old song is the way you are is a sinner. We have people who want to sing that song today, well, come to Jesus as you are. You know, it doesn't matter. Come as you are and Jesus will take you as you are and keep you as you are. Now, what happens with Jesus is he, you come to him as a sinner and he makes you whole. You come to him blind, he gives you sight. You come to him sick and he heals your sickness. You come to him dumb and he gives you speech. You come to him with your impairment, whatever it is, spiritually speaking, and God does something with this. You don't come to Jesus and stay the way you are. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And so this man is going to become a new man, but he's casting away the things that would hinder him from being a Christian or being made whole. For us, Ephesians 4.22, that he put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. Or Hebrews chapter 12. I think that's a chapter for Christians. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, l witnesses, let us lay aside 
every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. There's an Old Testament verse in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, and verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thought. Let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, and he will abundantly pardon. Alright, we're talking about six steps to becoming a whole person. You come to the Savior, you recognize yourself as a sinner, you seek the Lord with the whole heart. You separate from sin and repentance. And number five, there's sanctification to holiness. You set yourself apart to holiness. Let's see what this man does in verse 51. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. That's what he wanted. He wanted to be set apart to holiness. Converted, that's the key word there, changed. I want my sight. Once I was blind, but now I see. A lot of people want to so-called come to Jesus and not get converted. Well, the same is true when we're in sin and out of fellowship with the Lord. We need conversion. We need to be changed. We need the same Holy Spirit to convict us of our sin and bring us to the place of repentance of that sin, just like when we got saved. Not getting saved all over again, but the processes are the same. And uh, so we come to Jesus like Barnabas came to Jesus, had a need for sight, and came to Jesus that he might see. What is your need? Whatever you need, Jesus can meet that need. And basically it's a need for conversion to make a personal confession of the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Notice how he says that. The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. So he's recognizing Jesus as the Lord. Earlier he called him Jesus, thou son of David. So he's also recognizing the Old Testament prophecies about the Lord Jesus Christ. I think that's a confession of the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we have this man, Bartimaeus, confessing. Isn't that what First John tells us? When we're out of fellowship with the Lord, if we confess our sin, confession, you know what it means. Homologeo, the Greek word, to say the same thing about sin that God says about sin. And sin is sin. And it needs to be repented of. And so when we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin. So the same thing with salvation. And then, of course, we have the salvation verses there in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. In essence, that's what this man is doing. Jesus hadn't yet risen from the dead, but he believed that Jesus was the Lord Jesus. And he says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So he believed who Jesus was, and he made his separation from sin and his sanctification, so he set himself apart to live a separated life, a holy life for the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the last verse, verse number 52. 
And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. The last step toward becoming a whole person is to serve the Lord fervently. Serve the Lord fervently. I don't know where this is. People, I think, can come to Christ and get saved and not serve Him. But it sure raises a big question in our minds, doesn't it? If we find people who claim to be Christians who do not serve the Lord. What if blind Bartimaeus came to Jesus, asked Him to receive His sight, and then went back and sat beside the highway begging again? We think nothing happened to it. Well, that's what we think about people who claim to receive their spiritual sight and they go back to the world begging again. They're not going forward to serve the Lord fervently. Jesus said, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Part of the going of the way, I'm sure, means to go and tell others. And so, go away. And of course, he followed the Lord in the way. There's several things that I think fit with that. When we follow the Lord... We follow him because there's the heart of appreciation. If you're blind and you receive your sight, you're going to be thankful. Well, that's the way we are. We're spiritually blind. We received our... Are you thankful for your salvation? Yes, we ought to be thankful and grateful for our salvation. We ought to give thanks for that salvation. There is, of course, the idea of a genuineness of uh, conversion to follow through. This is what we don't see in some people's lives and And sometimes it's true in our lives. As Christians, we come and make a confession of sin and we don't follow through to have that genuine conversion from sin that put us out of fellowship with God. There's also the idea of growing and wanting to learn more and more about the Savior. This man immediately received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. He could see Jesus now knew where he was, and he could be with him. So he followed him and became a disciple of the Lord. And there's also the testimony of loyalty and faithfulness in this whole concept of service, fervent service. Are you loyal? Are you faithful? Paul told the Corinthians to be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So yes, this is the salvation lesson. This man was blind and needed to receive his sight. And we need to find Christ as Savior, be saved spiritually, and restored our sight spiritually. But it can also apply to we as Christians. We need the same processes. We are still needy Christians. We are still servants that need help. We haven't arrived yet. And so we need help. And these are six steps toward becoming a whole person. Go to the Savior. Recognize that you're a sinner. Seek the Lord with a whole heart. Separate from sin. Be sanctified to holiness. And serve the Lord faithfully. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the lesson here in Mark's Gospel regarding this blind man. And as we see him clear presentation of salvation... Help us also to make the principles to our lives as Christians. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our closing hymn is number 318. 318, I need thee every hour.